You are now tuned into Relations Podcast, where me and a new co-host just like you discuss our relations with ourselves, with each other, and our experiences. Are we ready to break the cycles? You know, the ones that live within our learned behaviors. Have you noticed the decisions you make subconsciously? The ones that lead you right back to where you started? Let's take on the healing journey together. Get on this PJ of unconventional conversations and let's travel all the way through our lineage. Then let's break the cycles link by link. Ready? Let's do this. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Relations. Hello, humans of the world. We're back for another amazing episode. I'm so excited. I want to just start off by thanking everybody who's tuning in, all the amazing feedback on social media, and just um, for just being here and vibing with me. I really, really, really appreciate it. So let's do it for another one. You know, today's episode is titled, Everybody is Like Me. And the premise today is about not everyone is like me. My traumas and experiences has changed my perspective. So before we get into it, I want to introduce you to the VIP guest. Remember, y'all, that's the best part. I get to, like, talk to really dope people from my past, my present. Some of some people coming back from the future. You know, it's it's lit. It's lit. (laughs) Um, So I want to introduce you to Rel. Say what up to the people, Rel. Yeah, was good. It's your boy Mel, BX. You already know. Um, you know, shout out to my girl Mel, my girl Melissa. I definitely appreciate the opportunity to share my voice on a couple of things. Oh, I appreciate you being here. I think this is going to be a great, great discussion. So thank you in advance. <laughs> um, so I always like to start off with like a story about your first recollection of me or your first discussion with me. So tell the people how you know me. So it's funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> so my recollection, or actually the first time I seen Mel was we were in New Pulse, and I actually just got to New Pulse. Um, and I was staying in Gage, I believe. And I was sitting outside in front of the dorm, and I've been upstate tons of times. Um, but it was still somewhat of a semi-culture shock just with um, you know, all the people who don't look like us that kept walking by. So I just remember standing outside the dorm, and I was like, okay, white girl, white girl, white girl, white girl, white girl, ooh, black girl. And it just so happened to be you that walked by. So um, that's my first, like, real memory of seeing you slash meeting you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Um, I, uh, I, I don't think we ever really had a full discussion besides this one. I think this is, like, the first one outside of social media, that is. Um, and we went to college together. I remember seeing you all the time. You were part of a fraternity. And this is the first, so since I had, I was a transfer student. And because um, I didn't really know anything about fraternities and sororities because I came from a Catholic university, um, seeing fraternities and sororities was like watching TV all over again <laughs> um, and looking at like a different world and stuff like that. So um, you were one of those people. And I just remember always seeing you in the crowd and you always making people happy. You always smiling. So I have positive memories from, of you. Um, so I just want you to know that. Appreciate it. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, I'm going to define three words that we are going to um, be heavily using, and I would want to share the um, definitions according to Web Dictionary. 
Webster's Dictionary. Um, so the first word is unique. Unique is being the only one of its kind, unlike anything else. The second word is trauma, a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. The word fuel, a thing that sustains or inflames passion, argument, or other emotions or activities. Is a cause, a fire to burn more intensely. So, okay, not everybody is like me, hashtag respectfully. Your traumas, your experiences shape your personal outlook in life. He said, my co-host that is, success looks different to me. Failure looks different to me. These things do not align with everyone I encounter. My friends and family look different to me. Communication looks different to me. And my versions of all those things don't align with everyone I encounter. So due to our outlook in life, we can really choose to use our pain to fuel or poison. Maybe some could relate not feeling enough or deserving, but what are the ways we can drown those negative thoughts with confidence? We're going to share how we fuel ourselves to be like nobody else. You ready for this, Val? Are we going to show one? Nah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so did you ever think you didn't deserve better? Um, I never thought I didn't deserve better. The question that always popped into my mind was how, how and how quickly um, we, and it's funny because I teach and when I tell my kids like, you know, um, <laughs> like I'm older than Google, like I'm from the beeper, the, the payphone era, um, you know, dial up internet and all that jazz, they look at me like I'm crazy, but that's only because they grew up in a generation where it's instant gratification. Whereas where I grew up, I understood the process of having to work a little harder for what I wanted. Um, and that really all stemmed from my upbringing. So, you know, like so many young people of color, unfortunately, I come from a broken home. Um, I never, I didn't live with my biological father. My mother um, met someone pretty early when I was young. I think she met her current husband now when I was like two. Um, but with all that being said, I when I dive into my story, I always tell people I kind of had the best of both worlds. And I say that from the point of when I, when I growing up and I would go visit my father, he didn't have much. He didn't have much at all. Like it was very, very simple man, very content with whatever he had in the moment. And it was literally just getting from one day to the next. Whereas when I was with my mother and her husband, um, I'm not going to hold you. I ate like a king. I'm an only child. I have no brothers, no sisters on either side. I'm really, really an only child. Um, my mother was a chef or is a chef. She cooked all my life. So I was like four or five years old eating, you know, steak and eggs, fish and grits. My mother would make every dish from scratch. Um, but with my mother, I realized how hard she worked just to obtain the little that she had. Whereas my father was just content with whatever was in front of him. Um, so yeah, that really like shaped the foundation of me. Mm, mm, that's big. So I also come from a broken home. My father was in the household and he left when I was 13. Um, and I just remember, um, the understanding of what we had wasn't enough, but we were going to make the best of it. Yeah. So I just, 
I've just seen my mother just always work. And sometimes she didn't work. Like I remember, you know, when um, she had my brother, uh, my brother's the third out of the three of us. I'm the oldest. She like just decided to stay home for a bit. And she was like, able to do that. And my father was able to cover it. Um, but I do remember like little things like my father wasn't allowed to be on the Section 8 papers. And technically they weren't really legally married. And what those things really, you know, did to a home in you know a system like this um so I, I said I, I think I always saw something bigger I've always been trying to get away <laughs> I've always wanted to travel somewhere else I was trying to go to school in Pennsylvania um and even always thought about like moving to another state another country um so I definitely always know I deserve better that is for sure <laughs> um, so what did some of your traumatic experiences teach you um Let's <laughs> name a few. I know there's tons. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me make sure I got Kleenex next to me or something. Um, oh no, let's do, let's cry. Why not? Let's do it. Why not? So the the number one thing that really shaped me. Um. So I try to be as you know I teach and I teach in a pretty rough neighborhood. Um, my kids, a lot of them don't have. So when I speak to them, I try to make sure that it's from a point of view where I can relate to. Um, so when I'm talking about my trauma, the easiest way for me to, the easiest way for me to convey it is the fact that, um, I always speak on the movie Baby Boy. Have you seen Baby Boy? I love Baby Boy. <laughs> right. Baby Boy with, um, my man Tyrese, Ben Ring, yeah. Roger P. Henson. I'm going to be like the mother. <laughs> You're going to be like the mom? Yeah, nah, yeah. I see it. I see it. That's I see it. my vibe. <laughs> yeah, I see it. You got that whole glow, that whole aura. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so Ving Rain's character was basically the epitome of the man I grew up with, i.e. the man my mother married. Um, so all that anger, frustration, um, that unspoken violence, I grew up with all of that. Um, I grew up in a home where domestic violence was, was pretty prevalent. Like, it was, it was a lot um, to the point where, unfortunately, one day I came home and I think I was coming, I might've been coming home from my father's house, my father's house, my aunt's house, my somewhere. I have a huge family. My mother's one of 11. So my family. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I remember this day coming home and I'm in a hallway and there's blood all on the walls in the hallway, like walking into my home, there's blood all on the walls. And I remember just walking in the house and I didn't recognize my mother. Like, it was really that bad. I didn't recognize my mother. And I remember the ambulance coming, and they took her. They took her and I, and I'll never forget this. The paramedic was like, he can't go with you. Like, he can't go to the hospital with you. Like, we have to take him somewhere. Like, what you're about to experience. Like, he's talking to my mother, and he's like, what you're experiencing, what you're about to experience, and all He can't be there with you. So it was really, like, that event that set in stone catalyst for me. Like, I don't know what my future is going to look like. I know it's not going to look like this. Like, I know I'm not going to subject my family, my son to this type of trauma. I'm not going to subject the people I love to this type of violence. Um, and I'm really, it really put me on a path to kind of uplift any way I can. Um, my kids, they, <laughs> they call me, they gave me the nickname of, um, they said, yo, that's, that's Dr. Martin Luther King right there. Cause it's like, he's always preaching. He's always preaching. But it's not a matter of preaching, but, you know, 
me being older, me being a little wiser, me being under, me understanding the obstacles and pitfalls that's ahead of them, I always try to give them that free game. Always, always, always try to give them that free game. Um, and for me personally, the best thing that I've experienced in my 38 years on this earth is making my mom smile. Like that, make, that makes all the hard work, um, you know, all the messed up nights that we had, all of the messed up, the messed up experiences, you know, I kind of brought to her door. Um, I experienced myself, put my own self through. It just makes it all worthwhile. But um, yeah, that was definitely the the number one event that kind of set me on the path that I'm on now. Wow. I first of all, I have that lump in my throat that you get right before you are about to like break down. So I'm trying to breathe through this. Um, I it's so not awkward. It's divine that you know we have the same growth experience. Um, so I also grew up in a domestic abuse household, but mine was overtly and very consistently. Um, and I remember fearing what happened with you and your mother. Like, I remember having nightmares that, um, I was going to wake up and my mom was going to be dead because my father was going to kill her. And, um, I just remember not sleeping for months and just trying to guard my mom's life, which is such a rough place to be in as a kid, you know, you're, you're a kid. And I remember, I mean, my first recollection of him hitting her was four years old and they were together for 13 years. So, um, it was super traumatic and, you know, I was the oldest of three. So I have a brother, well, I had a brother and I have a sister. Um, and so I was, I kind of immediately went into protective mode and having to, um, try to save my mom, try to save me, and try to save my siblings from this monster. Um, and that just really put me, it definitely has put me in a position even now that I'm constantly on defense, that I'm constantly trying to protect myself, protect others. Um, and it definitely shaped everything that I am, that is for sure. Yeah. Um, Shout out so to your strength, because it's not easy. It's, it's not easy at all, especially when um, you don't have the village. It's, it's real difficult when you don't have the village. And I'm to this day, I'm very thankful for my family. Like I said, my mother's one of 11. I got tons of cousins, uncles, and aunts and all that jazz. But, you know, even still, they they don't know what you're going through behind those doors. So, um, you know, again, shout out to you. Shout out to your strength. Um, you know, I see you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and seeing that story. It's uh it was beautiful. So, okay. So let me just try to recalibrate. <laughs> um, how have you turned your poison to fuel? Oh, um, I've done it in several ways, actually. So the number one, the number one way I feel like I've done it is really just with over the past, you know, we all, we all went through the pandemic. Um, I would say over the past year, I've stopped focusing on the journey and more so on the goal. And even with that being said, I feel like I found more of my purpose over the past like year and change. Um, like I said, I teach um, seventh grade, middle school, special education, ELA teacher. Um, and the students I come across is really just a fraction of what I think my true purpose is. Like, 
I love being in front of the classroom. I love being in front of the students. I love being a part of my community. But it's forced me to widen my perspective in regards of, okay, this is what you want to do, how you want to execute it, how are you going to make sure that your message, this positive energy, um, this perseverance, this uplift reaches as many people as possible, which is one of the reasons why when you invited me on, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to do this as a goal. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's sitting in front of these black and brown faces that look like me, um, that sit in these New York City public school seats that I once sat in, and making sure that they understand their value. I think with a lot of our black and brown students, our black and brown children, brothers and sisters, um, even the adults, we really don't understand our value. Um, so that's the number one thing I say to them every single day. Like, you're important. You will always be important. Your opinion matters. Your presence matters. Your voice matters. Um, and the more strength you put behind it, the more powerful it will become as you get older. So it's very important, at least in my eyes, to make sure that they understand that as as young age as possible. Because I wasn't really, I wasn't given that. Like, I was always told, like, oh, you're going to, we want you to do great things, but nobody never really showed me how to do great things. Um, I come from a generation where it's like, okay, you going to the army, you going to get a job, or you going to school. But you have to do one of those three things and get out of my house. So that's, that's really how I grew up. Um, so now transitioning into the phase of life that I'm in now, I want to give the I want to give the kids that game, but I also want to give them more of the blueprint to it instead of just saying, "Well, do this, do this, do this." No, let me let me stop telling you and really let me show you how to get it done. Um, mm. And I'm still learning to this day. The growth mindset is the number one thing that I keep in my back pocket. Uh, I could be 85 years old, and if somebody has something to teach me, I'm gonna sit back and learn. Mm. Ambition to grow, uh, determination, and willingness to continuously grow as long as you are an existing on this earth. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge. Congratulations. Yes. Bravo. <laughs> um, I, so I, my passion, I've always ex- questioned my existence, my ex- existence on this earth. Always. Ever since I was a little kid, I always prayed, like, God, tell me why I'm here. Why I'm here? For what? What do you need me to do? And um, I always was mad that I was here. And then I lost my, my mom and my brother to depression. And a lot of it was based on them not really wanting to be here. And so one day I just woke up and I looked in the mirror and it was just, I don't know, this thing within me that was just like, no, like, you know why you're here. And let me show you. And ever since then, I've just been seeing like all these dots just align, just affirming that I belong here and and it's not going to be easy. And I know that my purpose is driven through, you know, being the guinea pig through a lot of things and um, being the, the, the truth, the source of truth. That's not, you know, people, <laughs> the truth matters and it's very valuable, but no one really wants to hear it. Right. And nobody really wants, you know, it's going to set us all free. What is that? Um, Pharrell said, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. 
Absolutely. Right. So I'm going to be pissing a lot of people off. I am currently pissing a lot of people off. And I've always been pissing people off. Like all my life, people have been pissed at me. And I always questioned that that was because I didn't need to be here. And these people are crazy. And then I was dropped on the wrong planet. And then over time, I've come to realize that that's my purpose, right? Like the people that didn't like Jesus, like the people that didn't like every villain or every person that was a good person, but always was appeared to be the villain because they were different. Um, so I see myself now and I know myself. And so that, that drives me. Um, and I have a lot of courage and will to keep surviving and thriving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. I can't be broken. So no, I love absolutely. that. Absolutely. Again, I, I super duper commend you because it's, it takes, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of peaks and it takes a lot of valleys to really understand your purpose. Um, and when you when you sit there and you cement yourself in that purpose, I feel as if like the world opens up to you. So what you thought was important yesterday is not necessarily important today. Um, some of the things that you may have tolerated yesterday, you may not tolerate today. Um, some things you might have been closed minded to, you're more open minded to. Accurate, all of that. Yeah, yeah, because I was I was definitely one of these little hood boogers running around. Like, yeah, I want this, I want that, da, 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 da. but at the end of the day, none of it is important. None of it at all. Um, I'm really, really more so concerned with the purpose. Um, and I still have a lot of growing to do. Nobody's perfect. No, for sure. Me too. I'm trying to work through a lot of shit. <laughs> day, all day, every day. As soon as I wake up, like, what problem can I try to solve to make myself better today? Um, and that's right. all day, every day. Um, you know, yeah. we touched base earlier, like I told you, it's like Sundays is like, that's the one day of the week when I'm like, everything stops. I kick my feet up, football, basketball, eat, cool out, chill. It just is what it is. Your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, you you understanding, not only you understanding your purpose, you accepting your purpose. Because a lot of people, they're like, no, you should do this. You should be like, nah, I'm going to do that, do that. I, eat. I, didn't, I didn't accept it immediately, just to FYI. Like, I'm not a hero. I rejected it for a very long time, and I wanted out. Like, I was trying to make deals with the higher power, Allah, Buddha, God, whoever you call him, that I was having a whole conversation with him, like, bro, I can't do this. Take me out. I don't want it. And now he's like, nah, like you got it. Now we know, I know, we know, all know, we here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. I've I've definitely had my darkest of days, um, my darkest of nights. Like I've, I've been fucked. Can I curse? Yeah, be yourself. Oh, yeah, I've been fucked up. I've been homeless. Um, I didn't have people have to mail me $20 just so I could, you know, get through the next two days or whatever the case is. Um, I've had one of my closest friends, like, really, I'm not even going to say turn their back on me because they ain't turn their back on me because I'm still here. But, you know, sometimes you have to you have to make your circle smaller in order mm-hmm. to go. Um, and unfortunately, like, I, I love him to this day. I will always love him. I will always look at him as a brother. But, you know, just as men growing up, it's like when people don't align with you, they don't align with you. And I can't sacrifice my personal happiness and joy and peace just to accommodate someone else. Um, Straight facts. Straight facts. Say that louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot sacrifice my personal peace to accommodate someone else. I just can't. I just can't. Cannot. Yeah. Will not, won't not, cannot, do not, this is not happening. No, forever, ever, never. Go out of here, get out. No. Yeah, we can't, we can't do that over here. And it, again, no. being being transparent, being realistic. Like I know, 
I'm not the healthiest person at times. I know I have my toxic traits. I'm an, I blame it on being an only child. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I want what I want when I want. I can't have it. Okay, you said no. I'm going to figure out how to get it anyway. Um, <laughs> and I've learned I can't be as aggressive with certain things as I normally am. Um, and that's mostly relating to work because I want to do all these things for my kids. I really don't care what my administration say. I don't care what nobody else thinks. I don't care what my colleagues say. I'm like, well, fuck y'all because at the end of the day, y'all go to New Jersey, Connecticut, Westchester, um, you know, the upper echelon, a Yonkers, whatever the case is. But my kids is making sure that they get their free lunch, their free breakfast, and their free lunch because they don't know if they're going to eat dinner. So, again, your concerns don't align with mine. So I have to make sure that I'm doing what's best for myself, living in my purpose, and making sure my kids that are in front of me are good to the best of my ability. Um, and even that has gotten me in trouble. Like, I've given out, I've given out maybe clothes, sneakers, um, yo, you need some lunch money, here, take that. And I have parents come into the building and flip on me. Like, why are you giving my kid this, this, and the third? They ain't no charity case. And I'm like, all right, let me take a step back and just play my role for a second. Because one, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, so I had to relearn how to navigate certain situations um, to make sure that I still walk strong in my purpose. Mm, yeah, that's alignment is necessary and it's constant maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just a decision you make one day, it's a decision you make every day. And that sucker is hard, um, but we're doing it though. <laughs> and we're making it look good, okay? <laughs> right. So how do you now relate to the world versus yourself? How do I now relate to the world? Currently. Versus yourself. Versus myself. How do I now relate to the world versus myself? Oh, that's a good question. That threw me. <laughs> that threw me. How do I now relate to the world? I might have to answer this in two parts. Um, now relating to the world. Um, you know what? I've always been bad with money. Not from the standpoint of I'm lazy. Um, I have no problem getting up going to work. I have no problem, you know, doing overtime. Whatever the case is, anything to get a dollar, I have no problem doing. Um, but nobody never taught me how to manage money. Nobody never taught me how to save money. Nobody ever taught me the importance of investing. Um, again, nobody ever sat me down and said, okay, we understand this is what you want to do, but this is how you need to do it. So, and I literally just used this example last week. So, you know, a whole bunch of us, we had to take our student loans to go to school. Fine. Going to New Paul's, took out my student loans, got my refund check. We went straight to the mall with the refund check. Straight to the mall. I'll never forget this. It was me and like 10 other people. Yo, you got your check? You got your check? All right, we out. <laughs> mall, you know, blew a couple of honey, had fun, looked good, ran through a couple of parties, cool. Everything I purchased from that time, I do not own now. What I wish someone did was, okay, you have to take out a loan in order to go to school because you can't pay for it out of pocket. How about this? When you get that refund check at 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, instead of you going to the mall just to blow it, why don't you give me half and let me invest it? Nobody ever, like, even thinking now, like, how much money I blew through, I blew bands on stupid shit. Sneakers, jewelry, clothes, liquor, just buying alcohol alone. If somebody would have sat me down and said, you know what, bro? We know you're going to do the little dumb shit, which is cool. Get it out your system. But give me some of that bread and let me set you up for the future. Um, 
Today, now being a grown-ass man, I'm a lot more conscious of where my dollar is going, how it's being spent, what am I getting in return from it, um, and I'm really just getting started. And I really wish somebody would have had this conversation with me when I was like 21, 22, 23 years old, because I'd have been light years ahead of the game. Um, that's how I relate to the world now. And I, I would say more so on a, a professional level, a, a monetary level, where I could walk into almost any room and have a conversation with anyone. Um, and I absolutely love that because I'm very keen on how I look when I walk out my door. Um, even now when I tell people like, yo, I got my bachelor's, I got my master's, I'm considering going for my doctorate at Fordham U. They look at me like I got eight heads, like you? And I'm like, yeah, me, what? And so <laughs> I had to learn to scale that aggression um, just to make sure I'm, I can move through these, these avenues a little smoother. Um, yeah. Cause you know, people be scared of us, but that's a whole yeah. story. Oh yeah, we could talk about that separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say as a person, it's really, again, just feeling like I'm in my purpose now. Like nobody can deter me. It doesn't matter like what's going on. Like I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna focus on myself. I'm still gonna focus on my kids. I'm still gonna focus on my family. I'm still gonna focus on my community. Nothing can get in the way of that. Um, yeah. You're solid. Yeah, I'm, I'm solid in that because I, I wholeheartedly believe in it. Like it's not half-assed. Um, I started buying studio equipment for my kids so they can record music. Um, I'm trying to take my kids to the cause exhibit because you know just as well as I do. We can sit here and tell you all day, but unless somebody's actually showing you, then it hits home a little more. Right. Um, yeah, I got a couple little side projects going on. And it's really, it, it makes me feel good. That's the only true benefit that I'm getting from any of the things that I'm doing right now. I feel good as a person. I feel like I'm giving back. I feel like um, you know, my grandmother, God bless her, like she's looking down on me, like going, yo, Rel, I'm, I'm proud of you. I didn't expect any of this, but I'm so, so proud of you. And that's really all I need. That's the only validation that I need. I don't need validation from anybody else. That part, that part. Oof, that's good. Well, I'm going to leave with that. I'm going to continue with yours. I relate to the world not needing validation. I think that you know, I always wanted to be understood and I fought for it. Like I fought for understanding my entire life. And now I just don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you either get it or you don't. If you don't, I'm not for you. And I'm okay with that. You know, um, I look at the world too small, really. Um, it's not big enough for me, to be honest with you. I'm like already somewhere in the future creating something that hasn't even been created yet. So I, I'm, I don't know, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I'm being challenged, but I'm growing every day through it. Um, I'm getting closer to everything that I am and everything that I'm going to be. Um, and I, I, I look at the world as my oyster, as my little like pet. I'm also having fun. Like I look at it like I'm playing like Mario Party or Mario Car. Like, you know, it's still not like that real to me. Like it's, real but it's not real like this is not my real life my afterlife is about to be my real life this is just so i can get my stripes to get to the next realm so i'm not even tripping like it is what it is um so that's where my life is at nah you got it you got it you definitely got it um again shout out to you because i definitely see your endeavors i definitely see your entrepreneurship which is dope you and your podcasting which is dope um and again a young woman of color who was really setting the bar 
setting and setting it high. <laughs> you know, some people are like, okay, you got this little bar, yeah, but I can step right over it. Like you're setting the bar high and you're making it tangible and attainable for those of us and the young women that look like you. Because representation is key. It's one of the biggest things that's missing for us. Like, you know, people go, oh, yeah, you know, you could be this, you could be that, you could be this. Okay, well, introduce me to someone. Again, let me meet someone who's laid the foundation, who can show me what to do, what not to do. Of course, you know, us being young enough who has at times, we're going to make our own mistakes. But at least I know there's someone I can go to for a blueprint. I might change the blueprint a little, but there's someone I can go to for it. So again, shout out to you because this this is dope. This is super dope. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. That means a lot. Oh, it made me teary eyed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, what would he? What we have learned? Um, not everyone is like us. Um, I used to think that things were unattainable. Now I understand the world is my oyster, and if I work hard enough, I could have everything I want. The pain, trauma, the poison, and our challenging experiences shape our perspective. How we choose for it to challenge us is key. Grab that pain by the balls and use that fuel to fuel you. You are always deserving. That is why you are still here. You were chosen, so start embodying that shit. Okay? <laughs> Okay, bye, bye. <laughs> Word. So thank you, bro, so much for being here, for having this dope discussion with me. I thank hope that you enjoyed me. it as much as I did. Thank you for having me. Yes, definitely enjoyed it. Thank you so much. So much. Um, a lot of game, a lot of jewels. Um, and again, like my personal story is not something I discuss too much, but um, you know. I appreciate you inviting me on your platform and, um, you know, just sharing a little bit of my story. And uh, the pain has definitely fueled a lot of my success and it will continue to do so. Thank you for trusting me. I appreciate you. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Laters. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe and follow on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube at Relations Podcast via The Diary of MR. M as in Melissa, R as in Rosario. And now, the best part, here are the after credits. A message from my co-host. So, one thing that is definitely important to me, um, and I've taken the past couple of you know months going into a year to think about is the legacy I want to leave. I really, really want to leave a positive legacy. Um, not only do I want to leave a positive legacy, I want it to look, I want it to look different. I want it to be broad. I want it to be inclusive. I want it to be inviting. Um, I want it to be family oriented. I want it to be community oriented. Um, I want it to be I wanted to be professional, but I also wanted to be a little hood. It also got to be a little hood, a little ratchet, because um, that's definitely me as well. Um, I like to have fun and have a good time. Um, turn up all day. Uh, shout out to Passport Society to FYI. Um, great time in Jamaica. Um, but yeah, my legacy. My legacy is really becoming my baby. Um, I'm going to cherish it. I'm going to nurture it. Um, I'm going to protect it as best I can. I'm also not going to give a fuck what somebody says or thinks because it doesn't, it won't break me down. Like I've been through, I've been through too much to let somebody's opinion knock me off my aching. Um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I won't react. 
because that's something else I have to work on, reacting to certain things that may not need my energy. But you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Um, my legacy. My legacy is important and everybody should be concerned about their legacy and good energy. Just try to put good energy into the world. Um, yeah, that's it. Everybody take